With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you upgrade your car because you need to or because you want to, eBay Motors has all the car parts you need. Over 122 million of them from new rims to seat cushions. All at the right prices. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And ebaymotors.com has all the ingredients you need. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock. All at the right prices. Now that's tasty. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And ebaymotors.com has all the ingredients you need. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. Now that's tasty. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. It's another edition of I Want Your Flex. Let's call it the postseason edition. Or actually, Mike, what I think is the better way our first preseason edition of 2022 as we get you set for the draft that you're likely to have six or seven months from now as the 2022 fantasy football season in my mind starts right now there is no time better than right now to start thinking about fantasy because you're still in football mode you can get a head start on your competition if you start doing the work now start getting some of that research in and and let's face it Dan it's really good to talk to you because you know what it means we still both have jobs here on the Monday at the end of the regular season so that's good uh, for you and I and and for all you listeners out there and our buddy Ryan Bershinger of course uh, but yeah it's plan the work work the plan start putting whatever you would normally do with your statistics you can do them now they're not changing 
Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox coming up a little bit later in this episode. And really, it is the reason that you're listening to this episode. We will start our 2022 fantasy draft. So we are going to hold a draft just like you would in August with your buddies. We are going to do it with the 2022 season ahead. Ryan Bershinger is our executive producer. He will be here as well. So Ryan, Mike, and myself will end up doing a draft and we will continue the draft through these episodes that go through the Super Bowl. And again, the I Want Your Flex podcast now trims down to once a week. So we hope to have about five or six rounds of a fantasy draft that will prep you for success starting next season. As Mike mentioned there are some coaching moves there are some gm moves we are taping this as of monday afternoon eastern time late morning monday pacific time so there already have been moves that have been made but there may be more to come and so if they happen later on on monday or maybe into tuesday we obviously can't address those because of the time that we are recording but what we can address before we get into the coaching and before we get into our draft is what happened last night in las vegas (laughs) and it's so much Mike, it's so much more than just playing for the tie or Brandon Staley's timeouts. I my my takeaway with all of this is it really had me questioning people's knowledge of football. And we know how much people love football and how much they 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 live for the NFL or even college football. But to see how things played out and to, to read the discourse that happened on social media last night over the final seconds of last night's game, it really made me question what was happening in some people's brains when it comes to football. An absolute magnificent way to put an end to the 2021 regular season, but it also has me questioning the thoughts of some football fans out there. Yeah, I just was confused watching all the the arguments back and forth about the final minute. Uh, And certainly, like, I don't advise going for it on fourth and two from your own 18. Uh, But the the fact of the matter is, and and this is where I think a lot of this gets, gets hard. It's the Tradition versus instinct versus numbers. And the numbers that Brandon Staley uses in the analytics world are like big picture, you know, lots of events, right? To be statistically relevant, something has to occur at least 30 times. That's what we were told. Not that you don't use smaller sample sizes, but to give yourself some some rounding and errors and, you know, an, an error threshold, you get to 30 plus. So he's not doing it in a vacuum of, hey, we've run this three times. Let's see what happens. Uh, so that one, obviously, I, I, don't, I don't see the win there. But when we're talking about the, the end of game, and I think you pointed it out, it's like, all right, play clocks. And I, I throw this theory out here for you, Dan. If I'm the Raiders, do I not try to push the, oh, yeah, we would have taken the tie narrative as far as I can? Do, just for the just for the idea that you you vanquished a division, the yeah, you vanquished a division foe and kept well, them out of the playoffs. You had the coach on the hot seat. You can create chaos beyond just going to the playoffs by saying, "Oh yeah, we were totally going to do that." But then when they called the timeouts, like, they still had to run the ball. Yeah, they were going to stop them on third down. They were going to run a play. The narrative that the the Raiders were fine with letting the clock run out and that Brandon Staley messed that up is false. And I think that Derek Carr also added to the whole scenario by saying, yeah, it changed the way that, that we were thinking. 
No, what changed the way that you were thinking was Josh Jacobs ran for 10 yards on that carry to get you into uh, legitimate field goal range in that scenario. That's what ended up changing your thinking, because if he doesn't get the first down, now you're kicking a 55, 56-yard field goal for what? With the opportunity that it maybe gets blocked, I don't think Daniel Carlson would be short and you could get a return, but you never know. But a 47-yard field goal is much more reasonable, and there was a there was a headline even on Pro Football Talk that I saw today on their their Twitter page of it says Bisaccia admits timeouts changed their thinking, and then I read the entire quote from Rich Bisaccia, and the entire quote said we wanted to see if they were going to take a timeout or not on that run they didn't so we thought they were thinking the same thing and then we popped the run in there and gave us a chance to kick the field goal to win that was the point of that Rich Passaccia was making that I was trying to make, but nobody is, I don't want to say nobody, a lot of people are also agreeing with me as well, but the people who are missing the point is it wasn't until Josh Jacobs ran for those 10 yards on that third down that the Raiders seriously considered kicking that field goal. That is that is the, that is how it played out, and the timeout by Brandon Staley did not allow the Raiders or stop the Raiders from running out the clock as you mentioned, the play clock was down to four. Pointed to that when there's 38 seconds on the clock, they could have only ran it down to 34 and still had to run a play, and they weren't taking a knee. It's just, it's so absurd. I have lost respect for some people's football knowledge for the people that can't get that through their thick skull. Well, but the the bigger thing, going back to the timeout, Dan, is if you were going to take the timeout, like you want to argue this part of it, take the timeout early instead of late. I'll, I'll listen to that. Yeah. As to letting time run off the the clock before you called it, you want to you want to say that that's dumb. Sure, I'll listen to that. But the again, you still have to make a stop on third down. And Derek Carr betrayed himself in his answer in the post game because he talked about it. Yeah, it changed it. But then he later said, "I w- we didn't want to tie. We wanted to win, and that was the mindset the whole time." It's like. Okay, so which is it? Yeah. So now it becomes this great, you know, urban legend of, well, yeah, we were going to take the tie, right? The little shot with Austin Eckler and, and the look on his face, whatever else. Like, it, it, But, again, go owing to the percentages, analytics to the larger thing, and, and to put it on the Raiders, what's the, what's the percentage chance, not to say it can't happen, but of that field goal getting blocked and run back for a touchdown? Yeah, it's slim, it's, but it's, it's slim. Yeah, but it's, it's still... there. But but the point is, like you, I, I still don't think they're even if they get stopped. I think I, he still trots out, doesn't he? Not I, not for a fifty-five yarder. I think that they just they they if he gets stopped. But if he misses, they're still in the playoff. If he misses the field goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, but what what happens is it's fourth down. Sure. So so if Jacobs doesn't get the first down, it's fourth down, and there's 30 seconds, and the clock continues to run. And at that point, then I'm sure that they probably let it run out. Or if the Chargers were to call a timeout, I think that they would probably just punt it. But it's all because they got into reasonable field goal position on that r- run is what I think. Yeah, I, I still think Carlson had the big leg, and and there still would have been the for the integrity, the sanctity of the game, I, and not to hear it, I still think they would have attempted. I, I just, I think that there's a big difference between 57 and 47. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But in this 
day and age where we got guys super jocking it all over the place at 60 yards and Carlson with the leg. If he misses, unless it's going to cost him a bonus because he loses a percentage point on his uh, field goal accuracy for the year, <laughs> unless that's going to happen, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I never trust that the other team's doing what, in theory, you, you do. The the Brandon Staley issue, just to put that to, to rest, I'm I'm totally taking him in, in, in saying Brandon Staley is not to blame for the timeout. The execution, the guys that they had on defense at that time, you mentioned the fourth down play uh, deep in their own territory. That is all fair game, but just for sure. the timeout in that scenario, I, I don't think that you can criticize it. What I think people do, Mike, is if they don't like Brandon Staley going for fourth all the time, they then use this as ammunition to criticize him even more because sure. it seemingly adds to their argument, and I don't think that's fair, and I don't think that's right, and in fact, I think it's incorrect, and that's, well, that's what begin, I see a lot of. As we began Monday, right, now in earnest, 35-32, your final playoff grid is set, and we start moving ahead. Hell, maybe we'll actually uh, – uh, talk some more uh, uh, about the the players and and the g- craziness that we saw. I mean, because you can't do all of this without at least uh, acknowledging the greatness of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the clown show. The clown out worked, baby. Uh, and Trevor <laughs> Lawrence played inspired football, if only for one day. But uh, the the fact of the matter is, you got as other coaches are getting fired, you got people calling for Staley's job. You're going to waste Justin Herbert with your algorithms and your your statistics and you know the the number like if i had the, the old if i had a nickel for both harbaugh and staley's names linked in a tweet and by that i mean uh in over in baltimore not uh not jim, jim harbaugh John. whether he leaves michigan or not but if i take harbaugh and staley together on twitter uh you'd be a very rich person uh just scrolling for about 10 minutes 383 yards and three touchdowns for Herbert in that defeat. Unbelievable. Uh, Yeah. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, it's really... uh, Wasting, the, I know, and he's a def- defensive coach. That's the thing with Staley. I don't think that Justin Herbert's uh, status, though, is is uh, anything to be worried about. Just Laura. unbelievable. But let me let me what? just add one last thing. Okay, here. hurry up. 
thing, Harmon. The thing no, that was I'm the kidding. problem with the damn Chargers all year was the thing that killed him in the game. Not just the right tackle, not looking like he'd ever played an NFL game, and Crosby could have been Defensive Player of the Year if he had another couple of those matchups on the book. But the idea was the run game all year had been the Achilles heel of that Chargers defense and the much maligned Raiders offensive line came through big, and Josh Jacobs oft injured, and a guy we talk about in fantasy, if he's healthy, can you trust him, dot, dot, dot? Well, for one night, he was the hero. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. With Windows 11 and Intel, you can do what you do better. With Snap Assist, you can arrange your windows, programs, and apps the way you want to see them. And with more power to run your favorite apps on a lightweight device, you can get powerhouse performance packed inside a portable PC. Windows 11 and the Intel Evo platform make working from wherever better. Learn more at windows.com slash brings you closer. This episode is brought to you by Dexcom. Don't let diabetes get in your way. With Dexcom, you'll spend more time feeling good because you'll spend more time in range. And don't you want to feel better more often? Of course you do. Listen, it's not all about A1Cs anymore. Time spent in range is the time spent with glucose levels in a healthy range. Dexcom is a small, discreet wearable device that continuously monitors your levels and sends glucose readings to your phone every five minutes. There are even arrows on the app that show you where you're heading and how fast, so you can make adjustments. The best part about wearing a Dexcom G6 device is just that. You're wearing it. No more finger-sticking or scanning, which makes it much easier to keep your glucose in range for longer. The more time you spend in range, the better you feel. So don't wait. Learn more about the Dexcom G6 device at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Let's transition to some of the coaching and GM moves that are happening in the National Football League. And, Mike, I, I know that the Bears are obviously near and dear to your heart. There are other moves that are happening. What I want to know from the news that we know right now, what movements, coaching or GM-wise, with, with one specific team, do you think will have the most effect on fantasy in 2022? Probably Denver, because there's a lot of bodies there, mm-hmm. right? From uh, what they decide to do with Melvin Gordon, but we already know you got Javante Williams. They've already re-upped those wide receivers. Noah Fant was a top 10 tight end this year. It's all about the quarterback position and what they decide to do and what type of coach. I, we would assume, you know, the other uh, – the, the old thing of we had an old defensive coach, so now it'll be a young offensive whippersnapper in theory. Who we likes think. analytics, in theory? Adam uh, Gase, but, maybe. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> But, I mean, may, maybe, I don't know, the old uh, – just pick a name out of the hat. But the, the idea being that maybe you're bringing in someone to harness the power of what that offense truly can be and not a placeholder or a game manager kind of guy. I like what I saw at least in Week 18 from Drew Locke, but I, I'm not so sure that that's where they, they put their – proverbial eggs in the basket of for 2022 
I, I find the Giants interesting for how they use Saquon Barkley towards the end of, of the season, which made no sense whatsoever in running him into the ground. And now Dave Gettleman is gone. But the word out of New York is that Joe Judge right now is going to stay. That could maybe change if the new GM comes in. Uh, but I would think that if the new GM ends up having the conversation with ownership, that as part of that, Joe Judge would stay. But but there, there's a part of me that says, all right, if you don't realize that running Saquon Barkley into the ground at the end of the season is, is probably not good for your long term, then what does it mean next season? However, I will take this spin on it. I will put this spin on it. It at least shows the commitment to the run where if Saquon Barkley could stay healthy, maybe Joe Judge would just run him into the ground all of next year. So that Isn't is my... that what you're supposed to do with a running back anyway, <laughs> <Yes>. Dan. <laughs> Why not? Just just keep on just just keep on giving him the ball. It just didn't make it it didn't make a lot of sense. And you pointed it out on the podcast that, you know, it was only a hundred yard game ends up coming in week seventeen and they, you know, are are getting destroyed. It just doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then that makes me think, well, maybe that's part of Joe Judge's plan moving forward. So you've got his fifth-year option picked up. Now the question is going to be, you know, what do you do extension-wise? It just doesn't, if you even do it that way, but you've got him for next year, why not run him into the ground? I actually think in a weird way, Saquon Barkley's value is increased because of Joe Judge using him the way that he did late in the season. Yeah, as long as he gets to stay. Because you had, uh, what, Tony and Galladay finished the year without touchdown receptions. <laughs> Man, what a First waste. round pick and a lot of money. What a waste. Uh, what a, just absolute waste. I mean, Minnesota moving on from Zimmer while expected. I mean, Cap- Captain Kirk makes too much money unless they're going to just say, all right, we can offset uh, his salary by the fact that the salary cap goes up $20 million. I mean, well, that's really all you and, can do. And, and honestly, Mike, I don't think that Justin Jefferson's situation would change. He's still going to be a top receiver. Yep. Dalvin Cook is still going to be a top running back despite the you know his injury history and times at missing games. He still runs you know like a beast, so I don't think that that changes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who Minnesota 
Minnesota brings in both GM and head coach wise, and it looks like they're going to hire a GM first and then a head coach uh, to go with that general manager. But yeah, I don't think it. You know, Minnesota. It's you know, I don't want to say glitzy, but they've got some top fantasy performers. But I don't know how much it changes because those guys are already on top. And then you go down to Miami, and, well, clearly the GM likes Tua Tungavailoa, so Jalen Waddell will catch a lot of balls because they like each other, mm-hmm. and they have a fantastic rapport. So he goes over 100 catches on the year, uh, and, and maybe all the talk of him being displaced for Deshaun Watson, uh, that is, for Tua goes away. Not that he becomes some fantasy dynamo, uh, but the other some of the other principles there hell duke johnson became a fantasy stud down duke the stretch johnson. so i'm just confused as hell as to how this season ended dan uh the bears i'll do a, a separate three-hour rant because i just got word that uh ted phillips is going to be involved with hiring the gm so uh to that end the mccaskies continue to do the same thing so um yeah, we'll be having the conversation about their head coach in another three years again as well. Bears going to be speaking with Leslie Frazier, the Bills defensive coordinator. Broncos going to be talking with Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator. Quinn seems to be uh, the real big name out there for uh, for teams. And uh, Denver's got a lot to attract. We'll see what the other jobs do as well. At Vanguard, we know that this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy, the beach house with the matching bicycles. It's your rental car down memory lane and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined, and we're here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. All right, it is that time. We bring in our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, who will make a part of this. Uh, you know, I've got the pyramid. This is a pyramid because we're all on the same level here. This is a triangle. We've got a triangle of fantasy minds coming together to start a 2022 fantasy draft. And again, this is not drafting of teams. So we're not going to say, hey, I need a quarterback. I'm drafting this guy. Over the next six episodes that we have, we will complete a six-round draft with a PPR stand, uh, PPR league scoring system, and Ryan, Mike, and myself will just be drafting players that we think should go in that order. And I'll tell you what, Ryan Bersinger does a lot of work behind the scenes here as our executive producer. So, Burst, you're going to get the first pick. Oh. Harmon's going to get the second pick, and then I will pick third. We will not snake it back. We will just continue to go in that order because we want to give you the listener of the order that we think that players should go. Sure, a guy may drop if I end up taking a guy that that Ryan didn't want or Mike didn't want and leaving somebody there for them. That can happen, but this should give you a little bit of an idea as well of where you can get guys in your draft. The good thing, guys, is I'm not sure how many stars we're going to see in the 2022 NFL actual draft in late April, early May that will have fantasy implications. So I think a lot of the names that we're going to be talking about in these six rounds are going to be names uh, right now that we will also be talking about in August. There's not going to be too many new names popping up just because they're they're rookies. I love Garrett Wilson and I love Chris Olave, but I just don't know if they're going to be popping up in our drafts. So with that being said, Ryan Bershinger, you are on the clock with the first overall pick in the 2022 Fantasy Draft. Who would you select? Well, uh, looking back on this season, there was a clear number one throughout the year. Obviously, Derrick Henry was heading towards that, but then he got hurt. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who's probably going to be on the top of most draft boards, and that will be Jonathan Taylor, number one. 
Jonathan Taylor is off the board at number one. Mike, does that surprise you with you sitting there at number two? You and I throughout the season mentioned that Christian McCaffrey's reign as the top running it's back yeah, is, is, has come to an end, but Jonathan Taylor takes the top spot for Bershinger. No shock there. Fantastic offensive line, certainly the mindset. Uh, and, look, Carson Wentz did the two-step well, and his numbers were fine. Except when they need them to win a game, Dan, but we're not talking about winning games here. We're talking about <laughs> fantasy titles, okay. and that means Jonathan Taylor uh, goes to number one. Number two, I mean, Bursch mentioned him, uh, the ridiculous first half of the season. I'll roll the dice that Derrick Henry, I mean, if he's going to be able to be cleared in theory in these playoffs with the Titans having the number one seed and a first-round bye, uh, I'll, I'll bank on the fact that for 2022 he's ready to run amok again. This is this is a, a a spot that I don't envy myself being in. I like both of your picks, and I can understand both of your picks. I think that there's a name that I should obviously pick, but there's actually a different name that I'm, I'm going to go with. And I'll just tell you the name I'm going to pick. At number three, I'm going to pick Alvin Kamara, okay, of the Saints. And, and, and the reason I am doing this, and th- there are other names out there, and I'm not going to name them because I don't want to say, I was going to pick this guy or I was going to pick that guy. I think that Sean Payton got an idea of, all right, this is what life is like with Jameis Winston as quarterback, or this is how we are going to proceed. I think the Saints are going to be very active in the offseason in trying to shore up that quarterback position, and I actually think that will only enhance Alvin Kamara's stature. So I am going to ride uh, the uh, the horse down to New Orleans and take Alvin Kamara with the third overall pick. There are other I, names that were I out there, but that. I'm going with Kamara. I dig that. Run the ball through him. So long as he stays healthy, the touch count should be 20 or thereabouts. And with a little bit more of a lean, perhaps, to the receiving side of, game, of the game, which keeps him healthy, in theory. All right, Ryan Bershinger, you are up at number four. So we saw the explosiveness of this player this season. Uh, finished, I believe, as RB2 on the year. I'll take Austin Eckler here at number four. There you go. That's Mike's uh, fantasy running back. Uh not MVP, but fantasy player of the year at the running back position, even over Jonathan Taylor. So. Yes. Well, you know, I like undrafted guys, kind of like me, unheralded, unwanted, <laughs> and then you rise to great prominence, something like that. Uh, fantastic year, and obviously, uh, well, the future is bright for putting up points. Now just figure out how to stop them. See, the, last night's still uh, ringing in my ears, fellas. Uh, I'm going to go to the other side of town, and a guy, since we're talking PPR, yeah, it's Cooper Cup. No matter what you did, you can't stop him. And you may not like Matt Stafford in game situations. Again, I don't care about your damn game situations. Cooper Cup's going to catch 10 balls a game and continue to do so. Cooper Cup is off the board, number five overall in our 2022 fantasy draft. Bursch, as this has gone on, first five picks, uh, anything shocking to you, anything that stands out as you see these five? Uh, I wouldn't say shocking. I think me personally, I probably have Eckler as uh, number three on my board behind Taylor and Henry. But um, but I totally see the rationale there with Kamara. I still think he's going to be a top half of the first round pick because, like you said, I, I think he's going to put up more numbers than he did this past season because that quarterback is going to improve. All right, guys, I'm going to take the guy that actually led running backs in receptions this past year. Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers with Big Ben riding off into the sunset. uh, Harris ended up with 74 receptions, uh, such a main part of that offense. 
And I think that will continue in year number two. I will take Najee Harris at number six. Does it concern you at all that the next quarterback will be able to throw the ball five yards beyond the line of scrimmage? <laughs> uh, it, it, it does a little, but I think that could also open up some running lanes for Najee Harris as well. Well put. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan Bershinger. Uh, we are halfway through this fantasy draft. And again, Jonathan Taylor went one, Derrick Henry two, Alvin Kamara three, Austin Eckler four, Cooper Cup five, and Najee Harris is six. Bershinger, you are up at number seven. I'll go with a guy who I still think is going to be a pretty safe pick in the first round next year. And with a new head coach coming in, I think uh, certainly they're still going to give them the ball plenty. I will take Dalvin Cook here at number seven. Dalvin Cook, the first well, Viking off the board. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, I am going to go back to the well at the wide receiver position. Like I grabbed uh, Cooper Cup uh, at the five slot. Now looking at the eighth slot and, and looking at the best players available. And uh, I think his quarterback stays uh, mired in controversy, but you can't stop Devontae Adams. No, so. you can't. Especially when uh, they you know continue to link up in that division and dominate for years to come. I the we had a situation and I, and I and I pause because I'm thinking back to my personal fantasy league where we have holdovers and there were there was someone who was deciding on what they wanted to do and Aaron Rodgers situation was was up in the air at that point guy ended up he says you know what I am going to keep Devonte Adams going to end up rolling the dice and and obviously keeping him I the the way that the guy's team fared this year wasn't wasn't great but keeping him ended up being the the smart move and when you are drafting and if you are having a late draft you obviously will know where Devonte Adams will be and if Aaron Rodgers is back next year to your point yeah makes him a a, a no-brainer to go in the top 10 considering how great he is also just considering the question marks of the other running backs that are available and that's where I sit at mm-hmm. at number nine and and Christian McCaffrey is is still there Joe Mixon had a great year with the uh with the Cincinnati Bengals as as being an op, as being a player I'm going to actually stick with the wide receivers, though. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson at number nine. I Just from what we talked about a little bit earlier, expect uh, things to kind of stay status quo in Minnesota. Maybe they try to shore up that offensive line a little bit more. I just expect a different sort of Vikings team, but I think Jefferson continues to get his numbers. So I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. With right now, there are a lot of running backs that I just have question marks about that I don't know if – one guy would separate himself from the other. So I'm going Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and especially playing in the NFC North and Chicago, where they don't bother to cover him at times. <laughs> There's 40-yard touchdown twice, for you. Twice a year you get that opportunity. <laughs> That's right, big uh, games. <laughs> all right, so we've got three wide receivers, six running backs off the board. No tight ends, no quarterbacks. Our final three picks of our first round of the 2022 fantasy football draft with a PPR scoring system. Ryan Bershinger, you are up. Yeah, I would have taken Jefferson here if he was still available. Um, I'm going to another go great ahead. pick by me, by the way. Oh, another, yeah. Just no a great pick. Yes. That's all he ever talked about. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and raise one of those questions because right now I'm sitting at the back end of the first round, meaning that in the snake draft in a 10 team league, I get another pick right after this in a 12 teamer. I've still got that pick coming just a few picks after. So I can afford to take a little bit of a risk here and I'm going to take the guy 
with the highest ceiling, despite the fact that he's been hurt for two years, I will go ahead and take Christian McCaffrey here at number 10, simply because that ceiling is so high. And if he's healthy, he's he's in contention to be yeah. the top player in fantasy. And in the four games he plays for you, he is going to produce. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Right. On a per game basis, if we were to argue that, he's the most prolific scorer in the history of fantasy football. Uh, you want to talk about change. Yeah, they need to get guys that can block. And if they if they can do that, and if they settle their quarterback position, then maybe yeah, it will open up for Carolina. Sam Darnold is on the books for $18.8 million. Mm, yum. All right, Harmon, your last pick of our first round of our fantasy draft will be? Ready to continue our theme of taking a lot of guys out of the NFC North? DeAndre Oh, Swift. I was hoping he was going to drop the 12. Oh, geez. The, the fighting Campbells. They, I like the direction, and with no 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 Anthony Lynn there uh, to, well, really bog down things. And, and he was a placeholder. He was just collected a check towards the end there. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what they are in year two. It may be an absolute train wreck, but this guy's uh, ceiling is very, very high uh, if things break right. And it's nice to say first-round Detroit Lion fantasy draft pick yeah this is i will have the the final pick and i really wish deandre swift was uh was sticking around there for me i was hoping and in the end it does does not work out so i am going to have to go another direction and it's pretty crazy to think but the 17 game schedule does kind of skew a few things uh tyree kill is still out there but honestly after a 1200 yard season Kind of looked at it as a down year for for uh, Tyree Kill, considering the the other seasons that that he's had did not break the double digit mark when it comes to to touchdowns. There's a couple of Bengals there that I'm looking at. I will go. I, Man, <laughs> it's tough. Well, because even you mentioned it, mentioning Tyree Kill, right? You look at the way his season progressed. You got a couple of huge, like the aggregate is there, but it's a couple of games. Yes. Like we're not playing best ball for the season. So that slot gets you that amount of points. Week to week, he was a detriment in a lot of leagues. Yes, yes. Particularly given where he was drafted. You know, you know, I, I this is, it's a, it's a PPR league. So that is going to, to, to end up somewhat altering it. I will go with Tyree Kill at number twelve. I will just I will take a bit of a bounce back that maybe the Chiefs straighten things up. Still don't know if their running game is what it is. I think that there are serious questions about about Travis Kelsey, but this is the old guy, get off my lawn guy who's not ready to pull the trigger on some of the young guns that are there. And and honestly, I still think that he is option number one in Kansas City. So uh, with everything that has played out, if Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, I would at least feel safe with having Tyree kill the uh, this season. Huge number of receptions. Yards just weren't necessarily there. Big plays weren't there. As Mike said, at times he was an absolute stinker for you, but I'll still take him over what's uh what is still there there are a lot yeah. of good guys that are still remaining by the way well but that's it not to you know look ahead too much to round two i really thought you were going to do all the tyreek hill and then just say yeah i'll take travis kills <laughs> well what i didn't want to do is this is this is what i hate guys and and we can wrap it up with this is the guy in the draft that tells you the nine guys he was considering sure 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 and then so no matter what no matter what, this guy staked claim to nine guys no, to sure. take credit for, even though 
eight of them are not on his team because they've gone to everybody else. <laughs> so I don't want to sit there and run down the names of all the guys no, that absolutely. are there because guess what? Ryan will pick the one right after me. You'll pick the one, and there'll be a couple of others that are left for me. So I didn't want to name names, but I also hate, oh, I was going to take him. Well, then why didn't you? Because you're about to take nine other guys. All righty. That, that is the first round of our fantasy draft. Again, we'll have six more, uh, six rounds complete. We'll have five more rounds to go and episodes, again, that will launch every Tuesday. We will take a look back at Wild Card Weekend. It's a little different episode today. We didn't preview the Wild Card games, but we will look back at those look ahead to the divisional matchup in the next uh, episode and give you round two of our fantasy draft all right any final thoughts Harmon? all i know is going into the wild card weekend dan the two teams i picked on your big grid in our fox sports radio studio are alive for the super bowl i don't know what that means <laughs> but in the moment kansas city and san francisco are still fighting so i'm at least alive in those two columns on the board I, I've got Rams and Bills, and I don't know if I should be sticking with that or not. I changed last year, and it burned me. I It burned me when I made alt, uh, an alternate pick at the playoffs, so I will have to decide at a later time if I will move off of Rams and Bills, but history tells me to not do so. So for Mike Harbiner, you can find on Twitter at Swollen Dome, and our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, and that's where you can find him on Twitter. I'm Dan Beyer. Hit me up on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. We will talk to you next week. Any company can offer you a job. At West Monroe, we'll offer you a career. We're a people-first consulting firm because when you thrive, our clients thrive too. Ready to make an impact? Go to westmonroe.com slash your impact. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.